You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. Visit us at mashthosebuttons.com. Warcraft Reloaded, a podcast brought to you by Mash Those Buttons, covering World of Warcraft Classic, TBC Classic, now Wrath Classic, and its communities. I am Bobby, also known as Blazin' Bob. We have three returning guests this week. First off, we have Corpse. You've heard him here before. He's been on two different take episodes, one covering Classic, one covering TBC. Welcome back, Corpse. Hey, Bob. How's it going? It's going good, man. Thank you for coming. Next, we have a Zatar, tank extraordinaire, and man that tells it how it is in meme form. How you doing, Zatar? Doing good, doing good. Thanks for having me back. Thank you for coming. And last but certainly not least, we have Zyrene, who has been making the podcast what would you call it tour i mean you're almost a full-time member on on classic life now killing it yeah they basically want me every episode so uh the boomkin one they wanted me in as well and i said yeah i can't really do that one today so yeah they're, they're pumping out about two a week for the next few weeks leading up to the launch so yeah i'll be on a lot of podcasts done a lot of podcasts gonna do a lot more so yeah i'm making the rounds i'm making the rounds so i'm good how are you doing, man? Doing good. I'm doing good. Yeah, podcasts are addicting, especially when you just really love to talk about certain topics. I mean, it just becomes like you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'll go on that one. Yeah, that sounds great. And you guys have, if anybody hasn't checked it out, I've been working with Cricks to try and get them all of the episodes on, on uh, the actual podcast platforms. It should mm-hmm. be soon. Um, so watch out for that. But until then, you can catch all of the episodes of, of Classic Life on either Sarth or Crix's uh, uh, YouTube channels. I'll put links in the show notes, but you should definitely check it out. They're doing deep dives into each class and sometimes each spec. Like yeah. they did a, a Boom Kid episode. And I mean, they are deep dives. Um, yep. It's really cool. Uh, yeah, we're basically uh, talking for four hours every time is how long it ends up going with different experts, either from the class discord that's involved in it. People who have made the Sims run Sims, people who are like known in TBC or Wrath. Uh, and we try to get a good panel of people, try not to make it too overwhelming. Like the Rogue episode was just Simon Eyes and then a little bit myself and Sarth um, because we had played Rogue before and slash play Rogue. And the Boomkin episode was like we had I think it's three Boomkin players on. I know uh, you had classic go. Mm-hmm. And then uh, like next up is the Feral episode, which is uh, Friday. That's going to have Smash Paw, Nerd Egghead in it. And then we're next we'll be doing a Enhancement Shaman and then Elemental Shaman. Those are two different episodes. Uh, so they're going to go through pretty much every spec class. Uh, and then they're going to do Healers as one big episode. I, I know. Like, I'm just saying... The tanks, well, we'll talk about it a little bit here. The tanks, they might each deserve their own episode, but you know what? He's just making it all one episode. So I, I understand. I understand. But if Boomkins get their own episode, I don't know why, like, Prop Warrior can't get its own or Prop Paladin can't get its own. Yeah, I'll, I'll bring it up with Crix. I'll bring it up with Crix. But. Well, yeah. And I mean, they're great. Uh, we're actually going to, this, you know, I'll go on to what else is going to be at the show. But, but the uh, end of the show here is going to be a tank overhead dive like you know diving from a plane but not really going deep deep into the earth like you guys do we're gonna be giving you guys a little sneak peek of everything tank on a top level overview for you know the people that are casual semi-casual 
if you but if you want to know the intricacies of a class, you got to check out Classic Life. So after that, um, I want to remind everybody that we do stream live on Twitch. It's twitch.tv slash blazingbob. I want to thank my two tank patrons in Thick Lizzie and Talon. Uh, we have this new thing. I don't know if you guys have been on since we do the new thing with the the voice uh, voicemail number. We encourage no. listeners to call in to 816-866-1066 and they can leave a, a voice a voicemail. Because when you're listening to a podcast, normally you're at work, maybe, you know, you're on the road driving for a job, you're on a road trip, like you don't want to pull over to, you know, write in your thoughts to an email and you don't want to also text or write while you're driving because then we might lose a listener and that would suck too. So I thought this would be a really cool thing and we've had some cool, uh, we've had some cool stuff sent in. So I thought I would play the first one and you guys on the pod should be able to hear this. If you can't stop me quick. Hey, Mel and Bob. Uh, yeah, Mel and Bob. This is Obstacolo from Blood Tail Buccaneers. Um, probably one of your younger listeners. Uh, just got married back in March. Um, also an NCAA men's volleyball player. So my time to play the game is pretty limited. There's lots of things going on. About to enter my senior year of college and everything. Um so anyways, World Warcraft is definitely my escape. I love it, especially classic. But your guys' podcast really keeps me going. I don't have a ton of free time, but I like to still keep up to date with things, you know, play every now and again when I can. But I just want to give you guys a big thanks for all you do. Um, very, very approachable podcast. I feel like I, I understand everything you guys say. You guys break it down very, very well to uh, – that a casual like myself can really understand it. So thanks again for, for everything. I uh, hope you guys are doing good and you're able to continue uh, making such a great podcast. Thanks. Thank you very much for writing in. And we, we did have three act actually this week, but one specifically asked Mel a question. So I'm going to save that for next week when Mel's on. Here's the next one. Bob, Mel, distinguished guest, Warcraft Reloaded. This is Militus from the Pagel server. Love your show. Love the content. You guys do a great job. Just had a quick question about GDKPs. I'm not, not to show the nest. You know, that first came in in Classic WoW. I didn't think they were that bad. Throughout TVC, um, I think they're bad. <laughs> I feel like they have kind of shifted the motivation of players purely to extrinsic factors like gold as opposed to Intrinsic factors like, you know, helping your fellow out player, having a good time, persisting through progress and raids. I mean, who wants to stay and beat their head against the boss every week when you can just slip out to a GDKT and spend the gold, right? So that kind of leads me to my question. I know Blizzard list, listens to your show. I think that's pretty obvious by some of the changes they made. So kudos to you guys for bringing those issues up. So here's my question to you. Is it possible? Do you think that Blizzard would ban GDKPs on Wrath fresh servers going forward. What do you think? Thanks again for taking up the topic. Have a great day. Love the podcast. Now, I thought this would be a great, like a great question for the group we have here because I'm pretty sure we all engage in GDKPs. I could be wrong. Let me know when you start to talk. Up, oh, Zatar. Maybe is I'm a the boomer, man. I'm a boomer. I've only done a few, and I, you know, kind of budgeted them as research purposes. Um, That's how I started, and then I got addicted. But corpse, yeah. you've done at least one because you did it with me and Fru and and uh, Fru TV. Yeah, I've probably done maybe ten lifetime, give or take. Um, so certainly not. An avid goer of GDKPs, but I have done them. And I know Zai uh, Reed and myself have done quite a few, but we do both. You know, we don't just do that. Yeah, I think I think he brings up a a good point about being uh, extrinsically motivated by things instead of intrinsically, um, and it kind of pushes the the meta for people to be that way, which is not as rewarding. Um, 
I was thinking about this the other day and I was like, there really aren't any like soft res pugs left for the most part. Uh, and a lot of that I think is because as people become more and more geared and you get later into the game, uh, how do you get the geared people to show up for your run? Uh, you either help them hard res something or they double SR something. And if somebody else is double SRing it or more people get on it, like Skull Local Dan, they just don't really want to come anymore. Um, they don't want to lose it to the Boomkin and Blues, right? So people who feel like uh, even if they have like all the gear in the game, um, they still have motivation to raid and it keeps them playing because they can start earning gold, right? Uh, it's also the idea that if I only need one item and it doesn't drop, I still got something out of the run because I got money. Or so you actually it, stay it every- for the whole run, right? Oh yeah, no, absolutely. That used to be a yeah. horrible thing with like um, with like SR stuff. You get done with the first boss, all of a sudden your your uh, geared pally tank leaves because his thing didn't drop. Yep, yep, yep. So it, it does give a new way for uh, pugs to really solve a lot of the issues that pugs have, where geared people don't show up to your runs. Right, they don't show up to carry, um, and those people will feel if their item didn't drop, it was a waste of their time. And uh, like you were just saying there, where it makes people stay the entire time as well. So it solves a lot of issues that you run into when you are creating pugs. Yeah. Another thing I'd add is if you're like, if it's half guild or, you know, any partial percentage, people want to come to the GDKP yeah. as like a, a geared half guild, you know, half guild run. If I'm running an SR pug and I'm trying to get a guildy to come to it, I am begging them. I am. Yeah. I've promised some things that I'm not proud of to get shamans to show up from our guild to our Black Temple SR <laughs> runs because we're just trying to get a guy a glaive in the guild. And it's just like it was a disaster every week filling this SR, you know, pug. But we were reserving a glaive for a guildy and, you know, didn't think the GDKP would get the best turnout if we were reserving things not with a, with a pot mm-hmm. um, but yeah i completely agree with what you said about the the gdkps of why people would want to do them i also think it's really hard to to outlaw them or ban them um the biggest thing i don't like about gdkps is when like the leader or the, the person doing the auctioning is just like blatantly lying to people though that's the thing that uh. really like oh like i was in a run and it was tempest keep um and there was it's the the hunter trinket says something like 10 percent the arcane your arcane shot yeah they said it was pre-patch bis and like pre-raid bis and wrath and like and they're like oh because you don't play bm anymore so you're going to be arcane shotting more dude and and people are like you know people are bidding and people buy the stuff and and they hear the craziest lies and then the whole pre-patch meme of like oh it might get better in pre-patch uh, but then they wouldn't say the stats of the item and it'd be some garbage item that doesn't get better in pre-patch. Some did, of course, but yeah, that really rubs me the wrong way. Cause then it's like, we're just, we're literally just scamming like whales, I guess. I don't know. Well, it's weird. That was actually a tough lesson that I learned the very first GDKP that I did in classic. I did a, a, a ZG run. Did I say that right? I always mess it up. ZG yeah, yeah. is in classic. ZG okay. classic. Yeah. All right. So the, the like crap tank sword drops, right? And they're they're bidding it off at the end. I've been drinking all a little bit and like they start to talk about it saying it's good. I was like, oh guys, no, dude, that sword's dog shit. I didn't realize they were lying to the people in the the raid. I was just trying to be, you know, decent and be like, dude, we should just shard that. Like that's not worth anything. And and like everybody gets silent, I get like three three tells that are like, "Dude, shut the fuck up!" And I'm like, "Oh, oh, oh, it's that type of thing." Yeah, and well, then it feels kind of fake because they're also they're like, "You're gonna be nice to the buyers. You're gonna respect the buyers. You're not allowed to talk to them. You're not allowed to say anything negative to them. You maybe could say something nice to them, but it's like they're like royalty." And then like you're just if you're not the buy, pure buyer, it's like you're replaceable. You watch it, buddy. You know. <laughs> it's pretty crazy and then for the first time ever now i've done a bunch and have only had this happen once but i was on my rogue and i guess everybody just hates rogues or this guy knew who i was and hated me and hates podcasts but uh i talked about it last week i'll I'll just say it short but basically at the end of a bt run i needed the three pieces of of of, of tier because i was just like super gearing my rogue 
Nobody rolls on the first tier. He bids me up, this warrior who can't even use it. And yeah. I'm like, okay. So I just like, I'm like, is that okay? And they're like, sorry, gold rules. And I was like, okay. Well, so like I ended up like paying. I mean, to be honest, they were running a 1K tier and 2K tier is pretty much normal, you know, if not 1.5K. 1, 1. And I got all the items for under, for two of the items for under 2K and one for, 3k so it really was a pretty good deal but at the same time it was just really creepy and it felt like oh did someone bring this person in as a plant to like drive the gold prices up like you know like it's like there, there's so many shady things you could do with that but like i said i've only seen that one time ever but i heard from a bunch of people that it happened to them as well so there's all That's kinds of bad them up things. on stuff yeah, where someone who can't use the item bids them up. Yeah. And yeah. then sometimes I've even heard them like go and disenchant it right in f in front of them and her yep. and harass them throwing it in trade with them and yep. it was just like wow, that is that is nuts. No, 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 that's that's absolutely true. People do do that. I've had like items where somebody's bidding on it they're a priest and it's like the ellie shaman uh totem and i'm just like mm, okay i mean i guess i'll just wait until the next time it drops and just pass on it because it's not min bid which it should be um and then they they get it right and it just sits in their inventory right it's not like they're giving it to a different ellie shaman in the raid so i was like okay like it's at the end of the day i remember the very first time that happened uh like you said where you said uh gold or whatever gold yeah, gold uh, rules is what they win. said. Gold, yeah. gold rules. Even yeah, I mean, I mean the, at least they said money talks. So I was just uh, like, like well, I get that. Even the lead tried to say, hey, I don't think that's really right. If they And like four people attacked him immediately. I don't know if he knew him or what, but like, they're like, no, 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 that's not the way it works. If he's going to pay, he gets the item. I, yep. It's not main spec, off spec. Doesn't matter if you can use it. You can pay however much you want. It's just whoever bids it's like a lot of the gdkp rules are like that yeah so, well i i did yeah. i feel like i sort of won in the end because he bid me up to like 1.7 or something on each of the items something like that and then we got to the chest and i got up to uh one like 2.2 and he went 3k and i was like well that's the max i was gonna pay so i was just like fine let him have it and he got it, and I was like, I sent him a tell, and I was like, all right, dude, I'll give you 3K for that. It was like three, 3K50, and I was like, okay. And then his chest comes up, he bids, and then people sent me, me tells saying, get him back. And I was like, dude, mom always said, two wrongs do not make a right. Like, I'm going to treat people like I want to be treated, and I'm just not going to do that. So... But yeah, I think I I think I won in the end because the items were still really cheap comparatively. Yeah. But yeah, so corpse, do you have any thoughts on like just G GDKPs? Um, Zyrene basically enumerated all of the my major points. Um, so exactly what Zyrene said, I will say that um, there are obviously a bunch of negatives and a bunch of positives regarding GDKPs and the um kind of how it sways people towards gold buying is obviously a huge negative, but I think the, the net, the positives are, are more important than the positives of getting people, getting geared people to come to your GDKPs, getting people to stay, et cetera, et cetera. I think that's more important than the, the help it provides to the gold buying community. Yeah. I mean, obviously it's going to create also um, a barrier of entry for newer players. A lot of people can't like if they're gearing, they don't have pugs to gear up in because everything's GDKP or at least 90% plus of the things they're GDKP. Um, and so they can't get in to even make money to start participating in the GDKP. And if they do go, they go as like a pure buyer and they can't make any money. And so like you were saying, it does kind of push people to buy gold and start putting that gold in circulation again through GDKPs. Um, just because it's, it's just gatekeeping, right? It's gatekeeping. You need gold to get gear is just the way things go. Um, but it's weird because the GDKP, uh, like the DKP system to begin with, uh, not GDKP, but the DKP system was it rewards you for showing up, right? For participating, you might not be able to spend DKP at the first 
second, third raid that you go to, but at least you'll accrue it and then have enough to actually bid on things. It doesn't work that way with GDKPs because you need to farm that gold on your own time um, and they won't even let you in if you don't have gear in the first place. So it does create this barrier of entry that I do think is a little bit of a off-putting thing for newer players or people who want to get in. Um, and so I, I don't want to like, you know, completely turn a blind eye to those things. I think it is, like you're saying, there are positives and negatives. And I don't know which one is, uh, is going to outweigh the other, but I do know that the GDKP or the way that we got to GDKPs is a very human thing where we're countering very emotional responses to the game where people don't want to play when they don't get something. They don't want to stay around if their item doesn't drop. And this is the way that we found to combat that. And I, I think that it really is a, uh, it, it's almost like a, a necessary evil that's come out of this based on where players are today. Cause it's very much so a player made thing, obviously. Right. And it's a player perpetuated thing. And it's only as big as it is because of the players. That's the nature of an MMORPG. Um, and whether Blizzard can even step in and ban things like that, uh, it would, it would just be so hard for them, man. Uh, it's, it would be so hard. I don't, I don't even think it's possible. Like yeah. it's impossible to police that. Well, and another big, big thing I'll point out is that, okay. There is SR runs running, usually not the biggest race, but there's definitely SRZAs and stuff going and SSCs and stuff like that. But the problem is they're always going to be lower quality too. It always feels exactly like the SR runs it. are lower quality now. Everybody the sucks raid leads yeah. are the good raid leads. Talent goes where talent is most useful and and gets paid the most. That's what happens in the NFL. That what's that's what happens here. And usually the SR runs are run by somebody who wants to hard res one thing and they're not yep. ready to lead a raid. And do you want to take a chance of that raid falling apart and you losing your lockout because you guys were able to barely kill the first boss and then not able to do anything else? Or do you go with the surefire bet and try to get into one of the premier GDKP runs? You know, it's it's a really rough situation, but yeah. But at the same time, I don't think, I think the fresh servers are actually where it's going to like hurt the least. Right, yeah. like they've 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 stopped a lot of the different things bots could do. They've stopped a lot of the different things uh, that you know you could do. And I feel like Blizzard's going to be watching these fresh servers a lot closer than they're watching our old broken down servers. And I feel like there's going to be a lot of watching. So I feel like GDKPs are actually could be really good on the fresh servers. Yeah, I don't think things will be like that expensive but it, it will reward people for farming until bots become a big thing um i i don't know man it's it's really funny because like you were talking about hard reses a second ago and i just sat here and i was like yeah there's been this evolution of like soft res was a thing i had never really heard of before it wasn't a thing in like original wow from yeah. what, what i remember then it was like people have a some people have big issues with with hard resing items right especially people have issues with hard res yeah, especially, especially like dungeons. dungeons. No, people people really hate it in dungeons. Yeah. See, oh, I only hate it if I need that item, right? If they soft read something <laughs> I don't need, I'm like, hell yeah, get me in. You know? Yeah, well, sometimes it depends on the item. Sometimes mm -hmm. you don't want to be in a group with somebody else that's rolling on the same thing as you, and you would have yep. left anyway. So sometimes you are... The one thing that really uh, irks me is people are really upset over hard reserving items. And then they just don't say the thing they're reserving and they just ignore anyone who might not, who might roll on the item. So, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they're, they're like, you're like, yeah, you're, you're, you're pseudo hard resing, right? Where it's yeah. like, hey, I'm the only rogue in the raid. Um, I'm going to ignore all other rogues that whisper me because I want warp spring coil, right? So, you're like, because you're creating the raid, you are sort of hard resing an item because you're just making sure you have no competition. Yeah. Yeah, that's another Which, thing too. It just takes longer though, like especially in like just a basic five man. You're doing like a mechanar, and there's an abacus in there, a great physical trinket for a lot of classes. If you're ignoring every hunter, if you're ignoring every rogue, every warrior, there's a lot of them that don't need the trinket and will yep. come anyway. And you're just ignoring them and not reserving anyway. It's kind of pointless. But yeah, a lot of times you just ask them if they need it, right? Like I think uh, probably the most common example and recent example is Shard in Heroic Magister's yep. Terrace. You know, if being a DPS or not making your own group and resing shard is like you're rolling the dice on rolling the dice. So it's yeah. uh, 
Well, a lot of people really are off spec rolling that too randomly now. You'll, yes. you'll have a holy paladin kneading on the shard and you're like, wait a second. Yeah, and like a pop then, paladin, it becomes a very good trinket for them in pre-patch, right? Yeah. Yes, I got so lucky on that with my warrior first and only heroic run shard. Done. You only did uh, one? Oh man. And I just went with a guild run, so it was a super fast run too. It's just like I, what? I have also uh, encountered the dungeon where we get all summoned and all into the dungeon, and then I get a whisper, "Hey, we're hard reserving this. Is that okay?" <laughs> oh, that's the worst. Nope. Yeah, that's Leave the worst. Party. <sighs> you can specify your loot rules beforehand, buddy. Well, yeah, I'm sure we can talk about GDKPs forever. But thank you for your email. Any or your 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 voicemail. Anybody who wants to send one in is eight one six eight six six one zero six six. Still working on a way for you guys over across the pond to send something in. Uh, new reviews. We've we've gone dry. Uh, we don't have any new reviews this week. To be fair, we are recording this on a on a Wednesday night to release on Monday. Uh, those of you live will get to see it or check out the VOD, and Patreons will get it. But the rest of it won't be. It won't be on Podcatchers or on. Um, or on uh, YouTube until Monday. So it's a reason to follow live or to uh, subscribe to the Patreon. Um, emails. We had some emails, but nothing pertinent for this conversation. So I'm just going to move on. Guys, what, uh, let's quickly go over what we've been doing in, in uh, WoW lately. I mean, I'm sure everybody's just like prep, prep, prep. But who, who wants to go first? Zyrene, how about you? Um, what I've been doing is I've just been doing a lot of research into tanks because I'm going to play all four tank classes in uh, Wrath. Uh, and a lot of that is preparing. I finished leveling my Druid. It's now like one day played and it's seven out of eight tier with the other piece being gloves for T6. Um, for like the crafted gloves of Moral Dusk. So I've just been gearing a Druid because it's the last one that I've basically leveled out of the three that currently exist. And then getting ready to level DK uh, in pre-patch. So it has been a lot of prepper, uh, preparing on my end, but it's also just been, you know, doing my normal raids and all of that. So yeah, that's basically where I've been at right now. And I think a lot of people are, like you said, in that same spot, getting ready for it. I'm not doing the pre-quest stuff, though. Are you guys doing the pre-quest stuff where people are like getting uh, I'm just, ahead of time? I'm just going to do like whatever the cap is, 25 daily quests. And then if I have quests on whatever characters, I'm only going to do it with the two characters I need to get to 80 before raid time before the raids open there are some quests that i just haven't turned in that i've done in the past month that i'll just save for pre-patch but i'm i'm not actively going out and doing dungeons or quests for dungeons and stuff like that i have heroic daily uh daily dungeon done that i'm just not turning in but nothing aside from that stuff yeah when i get into that kind of mental space i'm getting to the point where like I don't know. I, I just gets a gets me thinking about the game the wrong way. So to be honest with you, like I've got several characters that are going to be, you know, completely worthless 80s that are going to be actually, you know, getting green gear. And, you know, to be honest, I'm not I'm going to lose a little bit of time to 71, 72, 73. By the time I'm 75, I'm not going to feel it that much. The biggest thing is having to like not having enchants on everything because you're not going to keep re-enchanting every item you get and all that. But yeah. Going in under geared and under, uh, and it doesn't really matter. You're not going to forget it by the time you're 80, but it does matter for some, of course. But you know, in the grand scheme of things, it's it's nothing to worry about. It's nothing to fret about. It's it's nothing to cause stress. So I'm going pretty low on a lot of that. I have a lot of characters though, but that's pretty much it. Yeah, I, I just feel like I don't even know if I'll do 25 quests. It's basically, I just I've got all the Shatari Sh Skyguard stuff. I could do all the 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 netherwing ones and i'll just do some every day in the pre-patch and just save them so then when it launches i'll just turn in those quests but as for gearing another tune i did like falter and i've all of a sudden bt like close to bis bt uh mount hygel geared my rogue immediately like five of five of the of tier and then like some other items and but like it's like the stuff's going so cheap on most raids for like you know base bid price so i've just been like 
And I found out, you know, from a lot of people that the Kieran Tor rings are kind of overrated. And I was saving for one for me, one for my my wife, and then and then one for my other characters. So, bada big, bada boom. That's twenty four k right there that no longer was accounted for. So, spent about seven k, eight k, getting some gear, but it's felt good, and I'm doing it really just because. Combat Rogue will actually be geared really well in pre-patch, and I want to pump in the different raids during pre-patch. So I'm pretty excited about doing that. So that's the only reason I've done it, is just for my own personal fun, and that's what it's all about, right? I think that's the best motivator, is just fun. If you want to start raiding in pre-patch, if you want to start like playing the class, if that's something that's interesting to you, you know, you should actually try and pursue the gear, and you can catch up pretty fast. Yep. Um, you mean use some of the PVP stuff? It looks like we're going to be able to get to gear up really fast. I know, but I mean, otherwise, uh, you know, don't have to. But yeah, yeah, well, it could be fun for a lot of people. And hey, he's he's just dropping the the F word all the time, man. <laughs> What's the he's F word? Fun, fun. fun yeah. You can't say that here, man. No, I, I am about. kind of a fun propagandist, if you will. <laughs> well, and. Oh. My guilds also going, they did tell us, like, we stopped, we stopped raiding last week, but they did tell us that we're going to raid the last two lockouts during pre-patch before Wrath launches. So since I'm main swapping to the Rogue, I'd also like to show my guild, like, that I know what I'm doing on the Rogue and I'm going to be okay, you know? That's uh, another big motivator, you know, because, you know, you just want them to know... Because it's going to take a second, because I want to play combat the whole time. It's going to take a second for combat to kind of catch up. Uh, you know, like, early next isn't going to be great, but it's going to be it's going to be not bad. But yeah, so, yeah, so uh, I don't think we got to what everybody else was doing real quick. Corpse, what have you been doing? In- I have been PvPing my little, pre- uh, my little priest uh, behind off. Um, kind of got started playing it very late like probably halfway through the seasons when i hit 70 um so that's been my main focus after raiding and um just like you have kind of stopped raiding uh, i did raid on two characters but due to attendance issues we got, we've dropped down to just one common raid rather than two two separate raids and a lot of us are taking time off because of that nice nice what about you zatar even making yeah, uh, videos too. Yeah, trying to trying to, but just trying to. Uh, I guess other preparations as well. I've leveled a decent amount of characters. I'll have uh, I guess eight eight in wrath. So everything but warlock and mage uh, that I'll be playing. But I'm not I'm not like Zyrene. He's he's built different. He's gonna raid on all of them, all of his characters, and like gear him up. And I'm the kind he's of guy who's man. like, yeah, I I've got. I don't like, recommend you know, it. Don't recommend got, it. <laughs> one guild i might we i might run in alt raid you know which we didn't run before um i just kept i always get tied into running a dst pug or some sort of glaive pug but i'm not not happening in wrath this time uh, but there might be an alt raid or something but to ump the kind of one two main raid tops um, but then i'll bring my alts to 10 mans and i'll bring my alts to heroics and just kind of do whatever fill in when when needed that's kind of how I like to play. So cool. got a priest up to 58 and a Draenei up to 58. I just stopped at 58 because I don't know, got the outland kind of felt like taking a break. And uh, as you know, a lot of pre-patch stuff makes uh, outland, and especially like the paladin. I couldn't handle it anymore. Like I want it pre-patch to I come. Bet. I'll rest at XP to 60 and I can actually kill something now. Uh, <laughs> I level so slow. I was playing Rhett too. I probably should have leveled his prop, but Rhett levels so slow. But yeah, pretty much it for me. Yeah, uh, uh, it for me, like, you know, besides the regular stuff, I've been heavily working up. So I had, I, wor- I, w- I worked up a, a Pally Twig since the last show. I've completed the Pally Twig. He's got almost all this. I ran all the, the dungeons and got the pieces with my other uh, account, uh, just like, like having my dude on follow it was so much fun that i started a second tweak and now i'm working up a a a uh druid level 29 tweak 
I hope the joke's not on not on me, but I feel like the 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 BGs are going to be hopping when you get X uh, XP for doing BGs, and so I want to be ready with the two different tweaks and have a good time. But I've just been having a blast doing that. Like there's something about easily in a few days being able to miss out a tweak. And like, I don't know what it is. And like with the joyous journeys at the moment, I've been just having a blast doing that. Has anybody made a tweak? Has anybody even thought about that? No, I haven't made a twink. Back to the whole joyous journey thing. Um, you know how you can talk to an innkeeper and turn it off? Yeah, but it, the buff still stays up there. You have to hover to see if it's on. It just has 0%. Yeah, yeah. it just goes down to zero. Uh, pretty much turning it off is just for twinks because you don't want to level too fast, right? When you're doing all the quests to get like Skull of Impending Doom or getting uh, uh, different quests done to get specific items uh, or farming for like, you know, full brawl medicine pouch or whatever the hell you're going to use. Um, so yeah, like a lot of people like uh, will, because like, I've helped a few twinks get items. They actually like don't want to get experience while they're uh, getting the items, right? You want to equip the character as fast as possible with as little experience as possible which I thought was really funny because somebody was like, why would you ever want to turn this joyous journey buff off? And that was like the only one we could actually like come up with or think about other than you just don't want the experience buff for some reason. Well, I can give you a reason why okay, go ahead. you don't. It, if people have like specific routes, they like to go or if they have zones, they like to go to sometimes you level so fast that you kind of skip them or you go gray through them. So if you're like a big boomer leveler, the pacing of the game is already a little off in TBC for the classic zones. And then with joyous journeys, you're actually like skipping a ton of zones. Oh, yeah. I personally wouldn't do that. But if you got somebody who just plays the game to level, they're kind of going, you're kind of going too fast now. Um, actually curious if there's See, anyone who's skip super all the poor. crappy quests. Wonder about skill costs too. Maybe if it's like your first character, I remember if sometimes when you're leveling too fast, you can't afford your skills. They actually, I don't remember when that happened to me. But they I wonder actually, if that's a thing. Yeah, when they uh when they upped to one to to one hundred percent in season of mastery, they had to quickly a couple days later change oh, quests yep. to uh move up the gold because you were just like you couldn't buy anything if you didn't yep. actually have an extra character to give you gold. But yeah, yeah, I don't think they've done that them. here. Yeah, I didn't even I didn't even think about that. But I yeah. may be misremembering. Did they lower the skill costs in TBC at all? I think it's I probably cheaper. I know the mount yeah, is way know. cheaper. So like, you know, the difference between 100 gold right. and like what, 35 or something at 30 should be maybe enough that, that it's not an issue. But yeah. Um, to speak to your point, though, Zai read uh, about like not wanting the quest experience. See, that was the way it was. I had to like really like I like when my friends ran like in my first tweak back in Wrath at the start of Wrath when I worked him up, like I was trying to get Dead Man's Hand from the library and I had to wait outside the dungeon until he killed every mob except for the last boss. And then I would walk in then because it was way too much ex, ex, experience. But with the recent nerf, to dungeon exp with a higher level i was able to do it a ton easier and just like not even have to worry about that because i got so little while doing the the dungeons to get the actual gear so it worked out but level 19 tweaks are really hard like those are the ones you really have to watch level 29 you got a pretty good amount of of leeway so um but uh, but yeah, so that's all I've been doing. Um, as for raid progression, we're not raiding now, but I have a fun little short story that I want to tell because uh, it was really full, full, fulfilling. Um, okay, so uh, I have a a you know a viewer, a buddy, you know now a a buddy who shows up in my chat, talks to me, and. He'd showed up in my chat last week um, and talked about how him and his guild had been struggling on on Muru. They're up to about 90 or so attempts and they just couldn't get through it. And they were really wanting to get through it in the next week. Well, 
they did about three to four hours of progression on Sunday night. And I was editing the pod. So at the parts where I didn't have to, to listen to stuff, I just watched him stream. Uh, and I was watching them and they were so close. It reminded me of like our, our guild when we were right at the cusp. And I was just like, I just threw it out there. I was like, because he said he, they had been bringing like two to three to four pugs every week because they'd had people drop it out and stuff. And I was like, well, if you want, we're not raiding next week. I mean, I'll come with you guys and maybe throw in stuff that we did to get over stuff. And, you know, maybe it'll help. I was like, I could do a GDKP, but this sounds a little more fun. So I ended up going. And the first tip, I gave him some tips prior to us going in. I was like, okay, arcane bombs, huge for the ads that come out of the Sentinels. Gives you five seconds leeway before they blow, they, they blow you up. It's a huge buffer. Uh, your tanks aren't bringing the Sentinels close enough to the main group. Locks should just stand there and not have to move. They'll have more uptime. Uh, then on top of that, the priest didn't have subtlety enchant on cloaks and didn't have, uh, two out of three in the, uh, the, uh, uh silent resolve. The, talent, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. The one that reduces threat. So I told I them we that. Three out of three. Yeah. I think yeah. you could do two out of three or three out of three, but they didn't have okay. anything. So, right. So those were the stuff I gave them, you know, at the start. And then we went in, I gave like a couple Small, like we went in, we did the first, you know, start of the raid. I was real quiet. Like they were talking to me. They knew about the podcast. Um, sh uh, shout out to the guys in Storm, in Stormpike Guild on Benediction. I was a little like, I, I was, I was a little shy, a little nervous because everybody knew who I was, you know, and I was just like, eh. But uh, we did good. We, we, you know, we got up there. We got up to Muru. We had a few wipes. I gave a couple of different tips the raid leader was real good and like took the small things that i said probably not very like i'm not a good teacher like zai reed is but you know took what i said and elaborated on it and made it even better and then ended up i, I think it was the fourth poll dropped uh dropped uh, uh muru for the first time with a different guild who'd been struggling on it and I got to be there for their like, ah, oh, oh, and everybody freaking out. And it was the coolest thing ever and way more fulfilling than a GDKP that would have been just like, eh, it was so cool. And I had a really good time, but I just thought I'd tell that story because I'd never done anything like that ever. I think it might be a case of small world here. I think I know some people in that guild and I think I even brought my shaman to one of their early brutalis attempts. Like you said, they had trouble with people showing up. So I think, yeah, it's Stormpike Benediction. Small world. Nice, I know of that nice. guild. And I know of some of the people, I think, one of the person that runs it. So kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, apparently, looking, um, apparently looking, Silent Resolve is a five-point tell, and in TBC it gets lowered to three. So, I mean, for us, we just had our, our healing priest go five out of five for that, and our shadow priest did the the power word fortitude buff that they can improve because they don't have to expect uh, silent resolves. I'm pretty sure they had two healing priests. We didn't have a shadow priest, I don't think. Oh, okay. He said sucks. Yeah, yeah. I guess they they do normally, but they didn't that night. I saw him talking about it, but yeah. It was just a really neat like just a really neat thing. I just it was it was great. But just wanted to tell that story. Let's uh bust into <laughs> time for the news all right anybody listening on on uh monday if stuff has changed we're we are recording this on on wednesday the 24th so don't persecute us uh but we're gonna try and go through this pretty quick i'm gonna go through the stuff i might stop there's one or two things i wanted to like actually hit on but if i start to move and you want to comment on something anybody on the show just go ahead and eh, 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 me and i'll stop and let's say your piece but let's go through on the first one okay so the evil dark portal pass deluxe edition that came out when tbc came out 
is no longer is retiring from the store August 29th. I uh I shamefully bought it on my other account and know that it's half off at the moment to write them now. So it's it is it is 15 bucks, but I really love those green foot uh, footsteps. It's literally the only thing I'm going to use. And I don't know if you're going to be able to get them later. It was something that I had in, in our in our original TBC from the card game. So that's why I bought it. Um, but for anybody who does want to buy it, I got to report the news. Uh, you have a short time left. And if you're listening on Monday, you got like two days. So. Uh, check that out. I assume it'll still be on sale. The next thing is uh, is kind of sad. Season of Mastery players were told recently, not too long ago, that they would be allowed to move their level 60 characters over to Wrath. Now, I don't know about anybody else, but I assumed that that would mean during pre-patch when they could get up to speed with everybody else and you know you know get with their friends before the start of the expansion but it turns out they're saying they want to keep it but it was our our originally planned 11 to 13 months so doing the time doing the math if that's the case then Season of Mastery transfers will not be uh, available until October or de- December. So for sure, after launch, not even pre-patch. I do kind of want to know what you guys think about this. That's really random. Like, why? Like that, that's kind of the whole point was so that you don't feel like you're really behind. Like people who want to play Wrath are just going to like play on a new character or quit before then because they don't have a character like you're supposed to be doing this so that you can have the people who want to play wrath and not feel like they're missing out or anything uh and they didn't play tvc feel like they have an avenue in they have a way to actually get over there um and it being that late you're just going to feel really behind and feeling behind in morpg is grounds for a lot of people wanting to quit like i know that feeling where it's very hard for me to pick up a game that's four expansions in right it's very mm-hmm. hard for me to do that because I just feel so behind even from the get-go, knowledge-wise, also character-wise. So you're going to be joining and you're just going to be somebody who has to go all the way through Outland to Wrath and then you're just going to be somebody in a raid who hasn't done any of these where everybody else has been doing them for multiple months now. It's just, I don't know. It feels like it's not serving the purpose that I thought was intended by it originally. Um, so that, that's really the strange part for me. Yeah. What's- I don't like strange it. Strange is, I, I would it have cost money? I thought they were going to have to pay to get their character to Wrath, but it never they... said. It just said it will be available. So even if you're trying to be like, oh, greedy Blizzard trying to sell boost, it's like, well, they were going to get money from a transfer anyway if they chose to make it a cost. So maybe, maybe it's going to be free, I guess. And they're trying to get people to buy a seventy boost. I'm not sure. This is one of those things that's kind of just. Doesn't seem to be any upside. Um, doesn't seem to be any reason why this is happening. And there's not another like season of SOM. I mean, it's obvious there's going to be a big drop off in players. They've gone through NAX now. So like, what are they supposed to do? What is the SOM player supposed to do? Uh, yeah. Restart, I guess. I don't know. Kind of weird. The only upside I could see is if you have someone there that you're like, oh, I want them to be an alt. You know, because then you could bring them over later and like it would be uh, like, OK, but that's all I can see. How about you, Corpse? Uh, I don't really have an opinion. I haven't kept up with this stuff. Uh, okay. I would expect the, uh, the transfer to Wrath service to be free, though. It's one thing I'll add. Yeah, they didn't say either way. I just assumed it would be free, but maybe that was dumb of me. It's also going to saturate the uh, Grand Marshal and High Warlord title even more <laughs> when they do transfer over. <laughs> title used to mean what? I respected every oh. Grand Marshal I saw. Are you kidding me? <laughs> every person I thought they were some nice people, normal people. I loved Grand Marshals and High Warlords, man. That's gonna oh, be awful. I don't know why, but every time I see like a Grand Marshal or High Warlord in arena, they're like the easiest opponent in the world. Uh, it's uh, really strange. 
I mean, that's I because of the changes, change. man. They were they were glad in original, you know, TBC. It's not. <laughs> oh, see, and I it, actually I mean, it things, right? Yeah. I actually was glad in the or uh, the uh, the uh, the original TBC season one, but I fully admit the whole caveats and reasons. I lucked into Locke. Nobody played Locke at the end of uh, Classic. Like they didn't. You know, dots didn't take into account re resilience. Nobody knew how to play the game. I knew how to use the internet and forums. Like, I mean, it was like it was basically handed to me on a you know platter. But then I never made it after that. So I I don't really brag about it because it, if I was really that good, I would have made glad every season. You know, throughout what you TBC. Play with? What uh, did you play with? What lock. Uh, lock. Disciplined priest, uh, two, yeah, two, yeah. and Mel was the other one, and she would, we would literally just, just mana burn and re, and that didn't take into account re, resilience either, and it was just, I mean, it half the games in higher in, in like higher levels, people would leave before we even like actually got a dot up, like it was so dumb and it was broken, you know, and I had that you know but yeah i know exactly what you're talking about Sitar. everybody's like oh it was a glad back in the you know but okay tangent though but i mean the title i mean all you had to do is put in time and be in an actual pre-made group i mean and have consumes like that was the way to get grand uh grand marshal does anybody really say that they're a really good pv peer because they had it i haven't actually met someone that actually states that I know a few of them, but some people respect the generation. So they'll say like, okay, if you're a gen one rank 14, they'd be like, okay, well, this guy actually, you know, had to know life a lot more than some of the people, I guess, that got it at the very end. But I do think, you know, most people do recognize it as a time based achievement. But of course, there's some people that are good and rank 14, obviously. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there definitely are some. Definitely are. But I mean... If you if you had the time, you could get it. If you had the time and you were and you could look up the connections and afford the consumes, I mean, you got it. Um, yeah. So okay. Well, next part is just a real quick. Uh, this won't make any sense for Monday, but I'm going to say it anyhow, just because I want to know if you guys are going to do it. The uh, Wrath Classic beta is going to do a a Wintergrass playtest. Tomorrow, August twenty fifth. Are you guys gonna go? Because I really want to go, and I want friends to go with. Uh, all I know is that they said in that post that the Blues are gonna play and some of their QA team. And immediately, my GM was like, "I'm fucking hunting Brian Birmingham. Where is he?" He's like, "Let me find Brian Birmingham in Wintergrass." I was like, "Oh shit, dude! Like, <laughs> I know my guild's gonna participate, and they're gonna go try to find all the Blizzard deaths and camp them." So. Uh, well, I'm, I won't be. I won't be participating in that. But I'm I know some people who are. Uh, Zatar, what about you? I would not be participating, but I am curious if, like, you know, I, I don't remember a lot of the early wrath stuff, and there's always so much complication with what version of stuff we're getting. Mm -hmm. I really want to see, like, if we're going to see some vendors and stuff showing what some of the PPP items from Winter Grasp are going to be. Who knows? Maybe they're already there, and I'm just, you know, a boomer, but. Uh, I haven't been able to find honor vendors on the beta for a while for the uh, the wrath stuff, but I haven't checked recently. So there's a few things I want to see. Like there's some really good for tanks. You know, maybe I talk about later. There's some good pre-rate items like the boots. Um, the hateful boots are like insane. But again, I'm not somebody who was like playing at the beginning of wrath. I you know played off and on in wrath and wasn't a pvp -er, so I, I have no clue if these things are in the game but I, that's the main thing i'm keeping an eye out for is if we learn anything uh from some of the vendors yeah. and i won't be attending it's just too early in the day for me i'll still be at work if it was later in the night or during a weekend i'm more likely to go a lot more likely to go yeah it's a bummer i i feel like there was like later in wrath there was more uh more heirloom items uh added to that section of the pvp vendors um in Wintergrass, but i could be wrong i know there were more heirloom items added not like more slots but different shoulders different like a sword yeah. instead of just an axe and 
yeah. I think they had slightly different stats, and I think they were like higher stamina or something. Just like again, there's different variations of versions of stuff in Wrath, but that's what I recall is like the items being more kind of PvP ish. Um, and I think there might have been was there a trinket from that one that was more PvP ish? That might have been something else. That one, don't quote me on, but the other stuff is is true. Like the shoulders look different uh, from. Yeah, from Wintergrasp. Wintergrasp heirloom gear was, was PvP-centric with resilience. I think there was badge gear yep. that, that maybe it's the badge gear that they kept adding on to, like giving more possibilities I, for badge gear you can buy. Maybe I think it is badge gear, but sold there. But yeah, don't quote us at all on this. Well, there's. I can tell you on the beta, there is. you can walk up to the vendors and look at the heirloom gear like on the beta so there is normal the f- heirloom yeah, gear the first the first set like yeah yeah with the axe there was a base, your weapons was, your shoulders yep and yeah. then the trinket that gives you health back and mana back or two different trinkets health or or mana back whenever you get a kill yeah um, it's like the hand of justice copy and the other ones uh looks like eye of beast or something it doesn't say here, but I also wonder if this means the Volt of Archivon is going to be up for testing. And I don't think that's been tested yet. Correct me if I'm wrong, if anybody knows. I believe that's correct. I mean, I, if it was out, I'm pretty sure Zyreen would have rated it. So if he didn't pipe up. I don't think so. Yeah. Try it. Okay. Well, cool. We'll just have to see. I'll, I will report back to you next week. All right. So the the next piece of news is uh, basically people woke up this morning and on the PTR, not not beta, PTR, the season four brutal gladiator PvP gear is like at about half price from what it was when it first showed up for honor, not for uh, Rita points. Like it's looking like you can get like. Like you can get your main hand weapons for like under 10k honor, and the BGs are giving a thousand to 2k honor bonus honor per BG now, guys. Do not forget that. That's that was that was normal. That was a change that came in Wrath. It's because the PvP stuff in Wrath does cost around 30 to 40k each piece, so it makes it's sense. Like 50, 60, isn't it? Some of them are, on yeah. The, on the beta, it's like 50, 60, or like not on the beta. On uh, what I saw, it was like 50, 60 on. Uh, uh, yeah, it's it was quite like, a bit. One more. of the WoW websites, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. so the the honor you're getting in the PTR like makes like like makes sense, but like the price of these this gear, I mean, everybody should be getting your weapons. Like this is nutso. Like, are you guys? Are you guys excited about this? Because I'm pretty excited just to get like at least stuff to level up. It's a good change for people preparing for Wrath. It's an easy way to get really good um, weapons and just overall gear. So it's it's obviously a lot better to roll into Wrath with a fair bit of gear on your character rather than the the greens, which you're going to struggle with in the first two leveling zones. Yeah, so, good change all around. And these 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 weapons, from what I've seen, are definitely going to last you until like seventy five blues. Like your weapons do get outpaced pretty fast, but I mean, you're going to be able to use it initially pretty like pretty well. Yeah, um, and always remember the enchant. Unless you're like walking around with, I guess, three patch, we might have enchanting vellums, but that's a lot of a lot of people are not going to have their like enchants ready to go. So that's like another. Piece almost a few levels that you'd get to yeah yeah that's yeah, a good point um this next one i i don't know about everybody else but i was kind of scared that they were going to pull the whole we don't feel like this is in the spirit of classic thing with this next change but finally uh warlocks on the beta are able to summon art no this is on the ptr are able to summon uh, people into dungeons. Yep. So, yeah. It was supposed to be like that, right? So, yep. <laughs> yep. More like value up if yeah. they didn't already have too much value. Yeah, I was, a, I was a little worried about that. Okay, this last one. I didn't really actually realize this was a thing. I don't know when it came about in Wrath, but I don't remember it. But I guess Quest of 
objectives sparkle now. Uh, so no longer do you have to turn your graphics to one so that you can see the quest items. They now will actually sparkle for you so you can actually see them, which I'm not going to lie. Like, it makes me happy just because I literally change my graphics to one constantly while leveling. And then, like, not too recently, but a couple months ago, forgot to change it back and then was on council and not understanding why I was not standing in anything, but my G, my GTFO was going crazy, and thank God for GTFO, or I would have just probably wiped. Like, <laughs> so, like, how do you feel about this? Is, does it take you out of the immersion of the game, or do you think it's actually a good thing? Like, the quest sides actually sparkle. Like, they have little pixie dust coming off of them. I'm I'm fine with it. I mean, certainly there are a couple quests like the picking up poop quest in Nagrand that everyone changes their their graphic settings to one so they can actually see the items. I think not being able to see the items in a normal gameplay setting is far more dangerous than say sparkles being put on in, onto the, the gaming environment. So, sure. What about you? I don't know, man. There were sparkles in original vanilla you would wouldn't have half the comments uh you know, on the Wowhead, but originally like Thoughtbot and Alakazam and stuff. Well, there's something to be said about going, you know, seeing a Wowhead article and somebody's freaking out over how they can't find something <laughs> and it's like massively point. upvoted. That's I mean, you gotta. Point. That is, there's something there. And, and that's why, like, when people talk about a lot of changes with, uh, I don't know, I'm kind of a boomer when it comes to like, I'm not going to sit here and say that I know better than a game designer on like, what's better but there's a lot of stuff that seems bad that can kind of be good sometimes um but yeah this one who knows uh you you I don't really care but. you you actually just changed my opinion like i was actually above everybody else because i knew to change my graphics to 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 one so i was actually the min maxer there above everybody else now everybody's on the even playing field you just changed my uh my 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 mind there what about you uh, zyrene i really this is one of the things that i just don't really have much of an opinion <laughs> on i think it's like uh it's not really in my arena i don't mind like there's already people using stuff that's going to point them in the right direction anyway half the time um and i think clarity is always going to be more and more welcome as long as it doesn't cause more clutter and this doesn't seem like something that's going to do that so I'm i'm happy with it Okay. Okay. And the very, uh, the, uh, very last thing, it's not really wow, wow related, but if you're a, a actual boomer like me and not a, uh, you know, new boomer like Zatar, you might remember playing the original Star, uh, Starcraft when it came out. And, uh, that is now free. Okay. Starcraft Remastered is free with Prime Gaming right now. We will have the link in the sh the show notes. If you have Prime, it is free. All that we know for sure is it's free through August. So if you're listening to this Monday, definitely do it fast. But the dir the, the the directions are super easy. It takes you to the the Prime Gaming site. You just link your Bnet account. Bada big, bada boom. You now own StarCraft re, uh, Remastered. You can check that out. Anybody have anything to say about that before we move on? Nope. Not even a yay? Nope. Yay for free shit? Free shit's always good, but... <laughs> There's no such thing as a free anything, if you didn't know. Yeah, but if there was never a, a StarCraft ever... There would have never been a Warcraft 3. There would have never been a Dota. There would have never been then a League of Legends. And you would have never been a caster. Or actually, you might have actually liked that, Zyrene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. All right. I thought you were going to say there was never been a, a, a WoW. And <laughs> And I would have said, probably we all like that too. That, probably yeah, we would have loved that. Yeah. I don't know if I would have loved that, man. I'm, I'm really like, how about the fence there? So much of my life has been like early on in my life, and then now, now later in my life, like, wow has really become a part of me. 
it's uh, it would be a good conversation somewhere down the line. But not today. Today we're moving on to Thanks for listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. If you enjoyed the show, you should check out MashThoseButtons.com and see if any of our other shows might interest you. All of our shows are available on your podcast platform of choice like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. If you enjoy our content, you can help support Mash Those Buttons by becoming a patron at Patreon.com slash MashThoseButtons, where you can receive Patreon bonuses for as little as $1 a month. You can connect with Mash Those Buttons at Twitter.com slash The Mash Network, Facebook.com slash Mash Those Buttons, or join our Discord at mash.gg slash Discord. 